cashier and live the life of my dreams, generating a very healthy income each month, even while I sleep. Now, this amazing system has given me the kind of lifestyle that most people dream about. No bosses, no commutes, no long drives, freedom to choose how my time will be spent, financial security, and complete peace of mind, even in these turbulent times. Now, I have flexibility to travel as I want, live where I want, take care of my little nephew, Gabriel, who I absolutely adore. And the best part is that these mini income streams cost absolutely nothing to set up and take less than 10 minutes each. I've personally created 5,171 of them. You can potentially do this too, with no special skills or experience, without already having a product to sell, without an audience, without needing to build a website, without having to worry about driving web traffic, without having to get on the phone and sell anybody anything. In your spare time, you can do this around a full-time job. And in fact, you could potentially be up and running in as little as two weeks, even if you are a complete beginner and know nothing about technology. Hey, we're all super busy, but if you have a spare 30 minutes a day, a computer and an internet connection, join me on my upcoming workshop, where I'll show you step-by-step -step exactly how I go about setting up these mini income streams. For a limited time, this workshop is 100% free. Go ahead and click the link above or below this video, and that will take you through to the registration page. And from there, you can easily reserve your free spot. Places do fill up fast, so don't delay. Click the link and save your spot on this life-changing workshop now. I'll see you there. All right, everybody. We all are looking for that freedom and that security, just like she said. So head over to Low Hanging. Lowhangingecom.com. That's L O W H A N G I N G E C O M.com. Remember, hurry because spots are limited. Save your seat for the free workshop. I know I'm signing up. Are you? You'll be able to attend a free training where we walk through a very simple four-step process on how you can do the same thing for yourself. And the best part is it's very beginner friendly. I knew nothing about online business or, or even that you could, you know, sell things online. And I was able to make it work. My mom has no business experience. She doesn't even speak perfect English and she was able to make this happen. And my brother is 18 and he's doing this. So this really is for anybody, no matter where you are in the walk of life. So click the link below. You'll see a link to attend a free training. All you have to do is put your email in and you will have immediate access to this free training. It's very short, no strings attached. And if you stay until the end of this free training, we actually have a lot of free bonuses that you can take and start acting on right away so that you can start putting up some of these things on Audible yourself. Okay, so remember, just this little app on your phone could really, really have the power to change your life, replace your income, or even allow you to quit your job. So just click the link below before this ad ends because I want you to start taking advantage of this right now while not many people know about it, okay? So this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Grab it while you can. All right, I'll see you on the inside. To check out the ad, head over to go.
Com. Free training. You can start earning cash through Audible. Again, that is go.publishinglife.com. It's a free training. Remember to send your email and get started. Good luck. Hola amigos and welcome back to Creative Inc. Willing Cassie Podcast. And I've got Cassie with me. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's nice out. It's it, it's it's you know, like sunny out a little and get to chill a little bit. It feels like a sunny day, Christmas, spring, all mixed together. That's Texas weather for you. Oh well, it's uh, beautiful here. Yeah, it's nice out. I love it. Um, right now I'm in my room. And it's nice and just cooling in the house. It's comfortable. Then then I go in the outside. It's a little hot with the sun. But then it's also a little bit of chilly. So it, like I said. It feels like a little bit of. Uh, winter slash. Early spring. A mix of summer. <laughs> so yeah. So my body's. Going to have a reaction. Because that's a lot. Of um. That's a lot of changes in one season for me, and my body only tolerates so much, and then it comes out the allergies and everything else. Well, yeah, the um, the tree pollen is really uh, bad here. Yeah, here too. Everybody that lives here, they learn real quick that Sinclair is your best friend. <laughs> singular. Singular. Yeah, Singular is your best friend. <laughs> I'm not sure we mentioned this before, Cassie, but today's podcast is brought to us by DoorDash. Do you have a DoorDash over there where you live? Yeah, we've used it, yeah. Oh my God, right? They're so cool. Yeah, Tell us a little yeah. bit, before we get into more of our wonderful podcast that everyone loves to listen to, why don't you share a little bit with you, with the listeners, what is your experience with DoorDash? Because for me, I love them. They're like my go-to Um I literally use that one. My main one is DoorDash. And my second, if I don't use DoorDash and I can't get what I need, I'll use, like, Grubhub or Favor. Um, no, well, my daughter's the one that does all that. And mm -hmm. uh, DoorDash seems to be um, easiest. And uh, we don't have any uh, follow-up problems. They're, uh, they're really good. Oh, yes. I love the delivery and... I love that you can pick certain things out and you can just get it delivered. I mean, even like Chick-fil-A, Burger King, you name it. What what kind of what kind of food does you and your family what do you usually order off of um from DoorDash? Uh, the last, yeah, the last time we uh did DoorDash, there's mm -hmm. a really really good um Indian restaurant here called okay. the Gateway Gateway to India. Okay. Now I I can't I can't eat uh, any spicy food uh, anymore. It doesn't agree with me, and they have a whole um, a menu of uh, non uh, spicy foods. And oh my God, they're so good. So oh nice. Good. What is the name of it? So that in case everybody visits, uh, you're out in St. Pete's, right? Yeah, I'm uh, in St. Pete Beach area, and it's called the Gateway. To India. And All right. The, 
the owners, uh, the owner uh, is wonderful. Her nephew used to work there, and it was. Um, my daughter went in for lunch one day, and he said, "Where's your mom? Where's your mom?" And she said, "Oh, she can't eat uh, spicy food anymore." He said, "Oh," he said, "No, no, bring her in." He said, uh, "Just uh, tell anybody that's here that we have uh, non-spicy food as well." So. <laughs> well, bless them. That is so good. Yeah. So yeah, the gateway yeah. to India is where you go if you go yeah. visit St. Pete's. And Cassie has just given her stamp of approval, right, Cassie? Oh, for sure. Five star. They're, uh, you have to wait a little bit longer because everything is made fresh. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of places you go to now, in fact, I sh I'm not even going to say the hotel we went to, and it was a five star hotel. Oh, yeah. And um, how do you pronounce the. Um, you know, you have meat and cheese and olives and all terrissery. What's it, what do they call it? Rotisserie. These? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the girl that was with us, she's traveled all over the world. She's high class. And she said, no. She said, what's going on here? And they said, well, we make it pre-made um, pre and keep it in the fridge. And she said, no. She said, I'm giving you a heads up. She said, this was unacceptable. And it was expensive. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, we were kind of um, upset. We had a great waiter. Uh, yeah. uh, we sat, we got a table that we could look over the water. Everything was great, but the food was uh, was not up to par. We were very surprised. So I'm curious, this restaurant that you mentioned for Indian food, um, do they... Uh did they they do deliver then, or you do you have you yeah, have to yeah, use a DoorDash? Yeah, that's where, yeah, we use DoorDash. Uh, what I liked about DoorDash, I didn't. Ha <clears throat> I don't carry a lot of cash, and I didn't mm -hmm. have any cash. And yeah. Natalie said, "Okay," but uh, she could go in and uh, tip the um, the person, so she really appreciated that. Nice, I like that. Can yeah, you we give were, us the address and the phone number if you do have it, so the audience can. Save that for themselves if they ever get to visit St. Pete. Uh, yeah, it's on um, uh, Tyrone Boulevard, uh, St. Pete Beach. You can't, you can't miss it. Okay, Gate thank you. Yeah, Gateway to India. So, let's see. What's been going on with you? I know we've been off a while for a little break, but um, is there any <laughs> well, TV been, shows or movies? Yeah, a rant. Yes, so, we're all here for that. I think it's a, a generational uh, gap between uh, the young and the old. Of course, I'm I'm old. <laughs> yeah. You're young. You can um, you can uh, put your two cents worth in. But uh, I'm on a rant about Harry and Meghan, and I'm on a rant about Elvis's granddaughter Riley. And uh, the young people I speak to, they say, "Oh, you know, it's entirely up to them, and they're doing their thing." And I don't know. I'm just I'm seeing a lot of disrespect for for the Queen from Harry. Oh my God, that's and, shocking! I did not know that Harry's being disrespectful. Oh goodness, no! It's uh, and now they're uh, wondering if the two of them are going to go over to England for the coronation, and I think they should stay home. They want privacy. They should stay home, watch it on TV, like you are going to do and I'm going to do, from the privacy of their own home. Right. Exactly. I agree with that. If yeah. you're gonna make a proclamation, 
that you want privacy, then stick to it and quit changing your mind. Well, I don't know if you're a, a fan of, um, <laughs> who was the, um, oh, it was all over Twitter. It was all over Twitter, the, uh, um, uh, the cartoon. And it's just a cartoon. Apparently, they're going to sue them. Oh, my God. They just want to sue everybody. <laughs> Nobody, that's what's crazy in our, in our society right now. Um, yep. You know, whatever happened to just plain comedy, people enjoying a little joke here and there with not insulting jokes, but just for fun. Can't even do that anymore. Everybody just wants to sue everybody. No, no. Everybody just gets, I hate to say it, but everybody gets just butt hurt. And uh, Riley, the, uh, <clears throat> the granddaughter of uh, Elvis, she uh, doesn't like his music. Um, Interesting. She Interesting. She never met him, so she can't. She can't relate. But uh, I don't know. At least uh, acknowledge his accomplishments and uh, all the fans that uh, love him. But that's that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I hear. It. And that's... I know she she's trying to make a name for herself in the uh, the entertainment uh, field, and that's that's fine. But. Um, I think she should be very. She should be more respectful too. Oh no, uh, I agree. And you know what? Let her keep that up. Let her keep up with that snobby attitude. Let's see where it gets her. Well, and uh, I know the fans. Uh, they said they would have been ecstatic to know that uh, he had a great grandchild. And I don't even know if they've named the baby yet, and uh, it didn't come out. I mean, it probably wouldn't have come out if uh, Lisa Marie hadn't passed away. That's it's all so very sad. bizarre. Oh, no, me. I hear you. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I've never even heard of the, the one you just mentioned of the, the granddaughter. I never even heard of her, so, you know, she's got a lot. Oh, she's no, got. No, she's, um, she doesn't go, she goes by her father's uh, last name, Kehoe, and uh, she's an excellent actor. Um, my uh, nephew loves her. Uh, I've never seen any of her movies, but she's uh, she's won awards. She's uh, she's very good. She's trying to make um, a place for herself, which, it, which is fine, but it would be a battle to... Um, distance yourself from uh, Elvis being your grandfather. That's my opinion. Oh, hear you. I hear you. Did now? I remember you said that you finally got to watch Fablemans. Oh yeah, excellent movie. Excellent. Movie. Can you give us a short little uh, sneak peek and a little review on your end? What was your thoughts on that? And how many popcorns do you think it earned? Oh, let's see. How many popcorns can you give us? As many as you want. There's never a limit. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. The highest I usually give a movie is anywhere from like 6 to 10. Um, I'll, I'll give it an 8. I'll okay. Give it an eight. Okay. Now, without giving too much away, what did you enjoy in the movie? There was... Uh, it really covered a lot of things... Um, if you're into psychology. Okay, okay. That's good to hear. Uh, bullying. Yeah, I was and bullied in school, so yeah, yeah, I can he, relate. He, he, was, um, he was very clever in the way he uh, got back at the bullies, but you don't find out until the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's you interesting. Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't see the movie? 
No, not yet. I'm going to. It's on my wish, queue wish list. Okay. <clears throat> There's a lot of movies and TV shows to keep in, up with. I think, I think it takes place in the 50s, and uh, of course he's Jewish. Okay. And um, uh, the parents moved uh, due due to the father um, finding a, a new uh, job okay. or career, and. Uh, there's an outburst uh, halfway through the movie where, you know, he says there's no other Jewish people here. And, I mean, they, they were horrible to him in the school. Just horrible. Now, can you tell us, um, like, can you give a little synopsis of what it was about? And um, do you know anybody as far as the casting? Do you have any of that in, in front of you? Michelle Williams. Is oh, yeah, I love her. She's my favorite. I loved her. I loved yeah. her since Brokeback. I've loved her yeah. since yeah. Dawson's yeah. Creek. But I yeah. definitely fell in love with her on Brokeback, Brokeback Mountain. Yes. She did such a good job. Oh, and you saw her in well, the musical, had, right? She, she did a musical, too. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, she did. Uh, she's, uh, she's excellent in it. She plays the mother, uh, her expressions, um, are, oh. are just phenomenal. So she plays the mother to the, the, the lead of the, the story. Yeah. Yes, the boy. Okay, so besides the bullying, is the story kind of centered around most of his life, or it's just, like, key points? Um... I would say mostly um, coming of age, teenage years. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, the parents wanted him to go to uh, college, mm -hmm. uh, and he didn't. He didn't fit in. I don't know if it's a true story, um, but it, it's kind of close. I didn't know what Steven Spielberg, uh, the parents uh, in the movie, uh, get a divorce and. I don't know that much about Steven Spielberg and his background. Yeah. That is cool. I like that. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Just to remind the audience again, that is called The Fablemans. F-A-B-E-L-M-A-N-S. The Fablemans. It's definitely on my wished cue list. And courtesy of Cassie, I actually checked out Your Honor on Stars. Oh, <laughs> Cassie, you've got me addicted to a new show. <laughs> well, if you, if you, and I always tell people, start from the beginning. Yes. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you, it is really ramping up uh, now. It's. Uh, oh yeah, the, tell us. <laughs> what a what a what is it a web we weave? The uh, so many people now in the second season are are involved in very unusual ways very unusual ways you're you're gonna love it i cannot wait to see it more i've got started but i look forward to more episodes because it's looking so good now tell me cassie what do you think about what's going on with the yellowstone and all the drama do you think they should just let kevin costner go because to me it sounds like a diva moment like if it's such a big deal having him on the show and scheduling, then let him go. It shouldn't be that hard, because then the rest well, of the I cast think, has to I suffer. I don't think he, uh, we're going to have any choice if he makes a decision. He's going to leave, and if it is, it's too much. 
producing and, and acting as well, I can understand. I mean, how old is uh, Kevin Costner now? He's, he's getting up there. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't blame him for leaving if that's the case. I call it diva as far as either you make the choice you're going to stay, you're going to go, or what are you going to do? Because all of this also hinders for the rest of the cast. That's my oh, main sure. concern. Yeah, yeah, that's my main concern. Like, you know, just like in daytime, if you know that you're leaving, just own it and be, you know, quit all the secrecy. Because even us as reporters, we're going to know the truth and we're going to report it. Yeah, but you know what I find today, um, especially with um, the entertainment field, uh -huh. uh, it, it, it's keeping people relevant. That they put a, a rumor out there, and then you say, "Geez, you know, uh, it's on it's on the nightly nightly news." And I'm saying, you know, you never heard anything before, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> we're all talking about it. I know, right? Your laugh, like they can, they can, they can like fart, and everybody's gonna know about it. Yeah. And that makes the news. So-and-so yes. farted today. Like, oh, my God. This is the news? <laughs> this is where we're at today? Yeah, that's what, that's, oh, so that's pretty much what they do on yeah. the news. Yeah, the fashion shows. And, oh, uh, she carried a, a black leather bag. And the uh, oh. shoes were red. And it's now, we're not blind. We can see whatever's going on. I mean, you have to really... Yeah. It's filling in uh, space, and it's getting boring. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I understand. How's everybody doing with the follow-ups with the, our guests? Uh, last week, caught up with um, one of the guests that we were checking on, their beloved photographer. Um, well, she's having a struggle, but uh, okay. Lenny said that she's going to start writing her book. So I'm waiting on uh, seeing her posts in uh, Facebook, how uh, how that's coming. Okay. Uh, Cynthia Lucas lost a macaw. A oh, her birds. I, I, have you seen her birds? I have to check. I did not. I've seen so many on Facebook, but I definitely do appreciate the birds. Yes. Well, these birds, they can last. I mean, I had a friend who had a, a bird. It was 35 years old. Oh, my God. And Cynthia was devastated. And someone came in and um, apparently there's a, um, a virus. Like, he has an aviary and she puts the bird outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the other birds in the area come and visit. And... Um, a Facebook friend came in and said, oh, no, there's a virus going around from the ones that are out in the wild. And she was, because she took the, the bird to the vet, aviary vet, mm -hmm. and had no idea what what had happened. Healthy, beautiful. Oh, the colors. I'm going to send you pictures of... Uh, oh, yes, please do. Yes. Yeah. All right. She I like that. Thing. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Yeah, send me pictures. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, Ramsey is doing absolutely phenomenal with, uh, Solar. Um, he's, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to get in touch with him. He's super busy, uh, traveling with the Solar Company and, yeah. um, and singing in, uh, the band No Filter. Nice. <laughs> so he's, and, he's, and, and he just, uh, was in, uh, the Bahamas on a cruise with his, um, his new uh, fiance, so he's <laughs> he's been super busy. <laughs> oh well, you'd send congratulations from me too. Oh, uh, and our beloved Johnny, how's he doing? 
Johnny's doing really well, but I'm kind of disappointed because he's not in our uh, regular spot every uh, Thursday. Um, but he's uh, he's got with a uh, a traveling uh, group and doing uh, phenomenal. Actually, our people that we've had on um, yes, podcasts, they've all they're all doing very well. Survived uh, COVID. Um, as some of them took a different turn in their careers, and fortunately, it's uh, worked out for them. Yes, so I'm happy. I'm yes, happy. me too. That's good yeah. to hear. I love that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we get into uh, more topics, let me just break this out for everybody. If you're like me and you deal with anything between heartburn, your sour stomach, or acid indigestion check out it's called good sense ultra strength and acid soft chews they are at your grocery store or anywhere that you buy for an acid pills or anything like that check that out it's called an acid soft shoes okay Aww. and yeah. we're back Cassie are you ready for a big uh, topic of the day <laughs> Today's topic, and I know it's probably not mental health day, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I want to definitely talk about mental health because, okay. well, you know me. I was diagnosed at 10 years old with ADD, ADHD, bipolar, PTSD, anxiety, manic depressive, you name it. I'm that kid in the bubble, just like that show from Seinfeld. That, that kid that's in the bubble. But do the doctors know why? Why uh, is it hereditary? Is it... Um, uh, um, like a lot of it was... Um, I was diagnosed... Uh, yeah, at 10. And um, I went through very traumatic uh, experience. Now, were you a premature baby? No. So, well, you were all right up until age 10. Exactly, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not sure if you remember this, Cassie, but... Um, and I'll just be open about this because uh, it's out there when I was on the... For the podcast, but... Um, I was uh, sexually assaulted at 10 years old, so... For me, that was like a big turning point in my life because the crazy part was when it, it happened... I didn't know because I was so traumatized. Um, I didn't know until I was like in college when it unlocked in memories that what happened to me. Well, I'm finding uh, just that people are, I don't know whether it was COVID mm -hmm. um, and being, you know, shut in. Uh, I'm getting people telling me because I'm a hair, I'm a hairdresser. I've been a hairdresser for 62 years. Yes, yes. And people will tell their hairdressers things that they won't tell, they wouldn't tell their psychiatrist. Yeah, and you're like know. the bartender at the at the clubs. Yeah, yeah the bartender, the hairstylist. Mm -hmm. um, and it just seems that a lot of people now, for whatever reason, um, they're just coming out, they're not holding back anymore. And they're, you know, they're either things are coming because they've spent so much time thinking I don't know what it is. I, I, it's I our society, and I'm I'm on that end because you was me and you always talk about this, how the like the young generation doesn't appreciate this or they don't appreciate that. Yeah. 
But on this end, I will give them credit because they're being more brave than what we start, you know, our generation was because we had to deal with so many things and it was just a little more difficult at that time. I'm not yeah. saying it's easy because it's never easy coming out. But no. to come out as a victim or survivor, it's such a big deal. And when no, you do come out, there's always the doubters and the liars and yeah. the truths are always manipulated. And all I can tell everybody from one person that went through it, fight the BS and just keep being you. It's not easy. I'm 49 years old. And like I said, I did not know about what happened to me until I was in college. Um, yeah. It was repressed memories. And it literally, you'll be shocked, uh, Cassie. It literally took the... Um, I was living with um, some friends and... You know, one of the guys is older, and just him touching the back of my neck, it triggered so bad, it unleashed a whole bunch of memories. Yeah. And that right there is nothing I would recommend on anybody. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You know, so to you go had, through the memories had, of all of it. Yeah. So have you had therapy uh, since... Uh... I did have therapy when I was younger. I don't now because I don't trust therapists. Uh, the fortunate part, and this is just my end for experience, I've noticed that a lot of them like to manipulate what you go through. And they start by saying, oh, well, what happened with your mother? What happened with your father? I'm like, uh, we need to focus first on the topic of what we're talking about, not going off the rail. And that's what a lot of them do. They try to add things into your head so that they can charge you and say you're not, you're not, you're not, um... You're not fixable. You can't be helped. You got to go for more sessions. That's how they get you. Oh well, yeah, I can I can um, agree with you on on that. But it is a long, it's a long, long process. Oh and yes, the, yes. The professionals they have to start somewhere, and most professionals, be it psychiatrists, they still go by. Oh, who's the uh, originator? What was his name? Freud. Uh, and Freud, a lot. I don't. I don't uh, go along with a lot of Freud's right. therapy. Um, yeah. uh, there are other ones yeah. uh, that are better. But uh, the only thing I can say, and from what um, it's, change your thoughts, change your life. And the thoughts, I know they're uh, they're hard. Uh, you can go into meditation. You can confront that person. There's a lot of, working on yourself is very hard. Is very hard. I do do the meditation to myself. I do prayer. Um, not as much, but I do a little bit of prayer. And it's all wonderful. Forgive, forgive. No, you can forgive, but you can't forget. Right. But Amen. It's, it's Amen. Yes, process. that's true. Yeah. It's a long process. Uh, I know so many people. As I say, I'm a hairstylist, so I have people. Oh no, people, I hear you. Women, men came in and told me uh, stories, and um, the success success rate is not very high um no because you've got and it's sad you think about it you've got me like what happened and then you got these other artists that are coming out what happened to them when they were kids and i'm able to relate to that and at the same time there has to be something that we can do to kind of stop that but we can't because there are monsters out there and 
my message to everybody today is please protect your kids. Love them. But please be very careful around other family members. If you feel something off or you parent your kids don't want to hang out with a certain uncle or an aunt or whoever, please pay attention because that's them talking to you. Oh, I, I totally, I totally agree. But then again, um, uh, when you see couples, and I've seen a lot of couples, I yeah. mean, they, they will even, they will even uh, say that their husband, and and it's not true. I mean, there. See, that's where it's it's kind of getting way out of hand now because yeah. they're using that as 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 an excuse. I mean, I have uh, grandfathers, and they say I can't put you know my grandbabies on my knee. There's a big to do. All the you know my kids are saying, oh no, you can't this and you can't. I said, oh my god, it's just out of hand now. Yeah, out it's the lines get blurred. I I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a resolution on my end. Um, the the main person that did um, do that to me, he uh, he died of AIDS. Oh well. So fate has its own little um, plan, just like you know God has plans for us. Fate yeah. also has something to do with certain situations. But yeah. But I just want everybody to know that's why I was being more open today, because. The reason I'm bringing this up for not just anything is because that's what I've been dealing with is, um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen this, uh, Cassie, there's a movie, it's called The Shack? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, write on a piece of paper, remember that, it's called The Shack. It's a very good movie, don't get me wrong. But something emotional does happen in that film, and it's gonna leave everybody crying, because it's very emotional. For oh. me... Because of what happens in that movie, it's a trigger. Yeah. And I didn't realize what a trigger it was until I saw it recently with um at home. And it literally unmade it. It literally like had me unravel. Oh. And it's like, what do I do? Do I finish the movie? Do I let it? What do I do? Well, for now, I took a little break. But my goal is to finally finish it, not because I'm torturing myself, but because I need to get through the muck. And that will help me get into the light of moving on as much as I possibly can even do at this point. But well, you'll be, you'll, when you watch that uh, movie um, uh, that's uh, done by Steven Spielberg, as I say. Yes, it's, it's a... I mean, it's a good movie. I remember certain pieces of it. Don't get me wrong, because I love the movie. It's going to be one of those movies you love and hate, and you're going to see why when you watch it. But yeah. at the same time, there are triggers in there, and I want people to be aware of this. It's called The Shack, and there's a book on it, and that's audiobook as well. Um, oh, I know. I'm saying the movie um, yeah. that I just watched in it, there's a, there's a part, and if you really, really concentrate on it, and I don't want to give the whole movie away. The, no, no. Uh, 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 the um, he's traumatized by a train wreck. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's just a young boy, and um, one of the um, his father said, "You have to keep watching, keep watching that until you're not afraid anymore." Yes. Because. Steven Spielberg, of course, movies, and if you really 
there's a, there's a message. There's a message, and that um, you know, face your fears, and uh, you know, it's difficult. You don't have to no, keep it's, watching. Yeah. Like, but um, it's it's reliving the uh, experience until you have control over it. As I say, you can go in, you can speak to this person, you yeah. can meditate, you can whatever. You don't have to forgive them. Um, just get get in a space where you're in control and, and you're powerful. It's, and it was probably an adult, um, you know, overpowering a child. And that's that's what they do. It's, it's horrible. And, you know, it's... Um... That's a good thing that you're bringing that up because it's like for me, the reason I bring this up for everybody is because with what I've been dealing with in my emotions and my triggers, it's had a very big profound effect on me. And it's very weird because like I said, I'm just, I'm now 49 and it's so crazy that this is happening again, you know, like these emotions. So well, I'm middle, learning. Middle, you're coming up to middle age and yeah. uh, you don't, and I know uh, psych, uh I have a degree in child psychology, so uh, I do have some authority. And it, it, if you don't deal with it before, I believe the age of sixty, then it's um, it, it's going to be uh, it's just not going to be um, cure. It, not that you're cured. No, but, I get um, you. Yeah, but you try to deal fortunate. with it to deal with yeah, the processing of it. Yeah, you're fortunate that you're uh, dealing with it uh, now and uh, at least uh, acknowledge it. I mean, there's a lot. How old were you when you were in college? When uh, I was in my uh, 20s. 20s, yeah. So now you're uh, coming up to almost 50. So Yeah, midlife crisis literally, like, you know, it's yeah, going to feel yeah, like that, you, yeah. Yeah, what have you been doing for 30 years? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I Like I said, um, and I'm proud of myself, I've made... I've like you know how you always say that I always stay busy. That's my yeah. for me. That's like my escape. I created my own magazine. I made a podcast. As you know, we made our podcast. We're working yeah. on books together. Yeah. All those activities they really do help me because they're very therapeutic, and it helps me so where I don't have to focus so much on just myself, and I can work on other things that keep me busy. So I appreciate no, I that. But yeah. it's still covering. It's still covering up the the trauma. And yeah. I think too, uh, because you have um, a teenage daughter. So, yes. You know, you want to. Um, you just want to undo undo things in the past. You know, because it, oh, it affects yeah. the family. It affects everyone in in the yes. family. Yeah, friend friendships, um, family. I know you always. Uh, you're very sensitive. Um, about being respected, and that's the main thing that we have to work on that. Um, because people aren't on the same page as you and me, and <laughs> and our feelings get hurt. <laughs> I'm very, yeah, I'm a very emotional person, yeah, as you can tell. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to hire you to be my, my shrink. Oh, <laughs> and if that's the case, I can handle that, that'd be okay. Um, but I well, only, Gary, I have a Gary, very, uh, very... Gary King, as Gary King says, and he's Mr. Uh -huh. Happiness, you have to become, uh, oh, God, what is it, EMO? Yeah, you have to be an observer. You have to be more of an observer. 
Yes. And, uh, getting, getting all caught up. And I was talking to someone uh, yesterday, and they're very upset about their... They go to see their uh, uncle in a nursing home. And I said, I dealt with that in the 80s with my mother. I said, you just can't go and visit once a month. Um, and if someone is in a nursing home, someone has to be there every day. Right. And don't go announce, don't go and tell them that you're coming. And uh, it's it's a battle, especially with the elderly. Yeah, it's got to be a natural flow or it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, I appreciate you, Kathy. Kathy. Saying, oh, there's so many. I said, the only one for you to focus on is your uncle. Now she's talking about uh, a patient when she was walking by the room and they were screaming out, help me, help me. I said, uh, that's not your that's not your job. Your job is to be there for your uncle. You're yeah. just avoiding uh, trying to find to fix somebody else that's a complete stranger. Well, you know, I want. I said I understand that you want to help, but concentrate on bring it closer to home uh, to yourself. And why is it upsetting you so? Well, I don't want to end up in a nursing home. I said, well, <laughs> none of us do. <laughs> none of us do. It's not. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. I love Cassie so much. She always makes it, how do you say, keeping it real. 411, something like that. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you, Cassie, yes. And like I said, this um, that is a good question you did ask me. Like, how am I also dealing with the whole situation? Um, yep. I've got my family support. I've got my mom and dad. And I was able to express myself better talking to them about it. Yeah. It just saddens me that I've lost so many, I've lost so much of my youth and childhood of what happened that I literally cannot remember anything of that, of certain parts of it. And in a way that's, it, it is sad, but then it's also good because the way I've been feeling, um, if I was to remember way too much, it could be like an overload for me and I don't know how I would oh, react. Sure. Well, you're, I, I, is at least you are aware of it you're coming to terms with it and that's yes. a start that, that's a good place to start and um start fresh it's like a new it's like a new life yes and things that you wouldn't do or you wouldn't say or um awareness is uh, is wonderful but awareness is uh when you when you turn the light on it's very hard to turn it off very good very good advice i love that yeah yeah Okay, and then my goal is to, um, I don't know if people know this because there's always different things that people can do with in for anxiety. For me, growing up as a kid to where I'm at now, um, I didn't realize it because, you know, like I said, I, was, I knew I was diagnosed late, you know, early or whatever you want to call it for as a child, but I would deal with it. I didn't take medications when I was growing up. Um, I didn't take it until I was like, again, like maybe in college or something, then I took it. But all that I did on my own, which I'm very proud of myself because I did that. But yeah. what I do, and this is just a trick that I've seen a lot of people use, is I do the Band-Aid thing where you just kind of like, you do the Band-Aid and, and you flip it over and it becomes like a bracelet. And that for me is like having like an um, anxiety ring or an anxiety bracelet. And it helps to calm me down when I get my panic attacks. Which I would not recommend for anybody. If you see someone having a panic attack, if you know someone that has a panic attack, um, you being there as a support is everything from one person that knows I'm telling people that. But please, 
of all things, do not mock it and do not make fun of it because um, panic attacks are real. And it's well, a very it's strong emotion. Being, yeah, it's being acknowledged. Um, yes. Most people, they um, if they see someone having a panic attack, and I can tell you a girlfriend I've had yeah. 30 years here, and we wrote, um, her husband was there, two or three other couples were there, we were yes. having a great time, and she looked at me and she started to cry. And I said, what's going on? She says, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. Uh, I said, okay. I said, now just, you know, when her husband was upset, he said, oh, you know, I shouldn't have brought you out. And we were supposed to have a good time. And I said, she doesn't want to hear that. She wants you to acknowledge that she's having the attack. And I said, what is it that you want to do? And she said, I've just got to get out of here. I've got to go outside. I said, that's fine. You know, your husband will go with you. I'll go with you. Yeah. Uh, but the worst thing is when P and and. And he apologized later and said, oh, you know, well, it makes me very nervous. I'm worried about her. I said, I understand that, but that's your way of coping. So if you can have people around you that are at least understanding of what's happening, it's a plus. It is a plus. It is. It's a very big challenge. And I don't. I don't judge anybody like in, you know, everybody has their things. Everybody has relationships. But it's okay to admit if you're in a relationship and if all that is too much for you, all you have to do is at least be honest. Don't, don't, um, how do you say it? Don't tag it along. Don't play like you're going to be okay and you know you can't. That makes it worse. Um, again, I've gone through so many different relationships and I've lost so many relationships, but I've learned so much from them to where I'm at yeah. now. Like right now, I do have my girlfriend. It's an open relationship. We're fine. I can date guys if I, you know, she's fine with it. It's not a problem. Um, her being my girlfriend, she's my top priority. You know how in the relationships, Cassie, like, well, you know, you've seen on TV where people have like either like one or two relationships or they could be three people in a couple relationship. But you always have the main one that they go with and they're always with. That for me yeah. would be my girlfriend because we're a priority and that always is number one for me but she's well, okay with lot, yeah probably have a lot of a lot of history and a lot of years and yeah uh, it's it's understanding and communicating right and that's what i'm saying if you see that you can't handle that or you don't want that you need to be honest with your partner because if you don't you're in your your relationship is doomed Right from the start. I'll tell that from experience right now. That's why I'm bringing this up today. I just feel like I needed to do this. You'll, um, it's like, what is it today, Cassie? I feel like I'm being a preacher today. Because I feel it. I used to be, when I was little, I always went with my grandma to a revival. And I knew in the, my heart that I was meant to be a preacher. And I always oh, wanted to be go. a preacher. But... Down the road, I've lost my way. I know I have. And that's why, yeah. you know, I'm trying so hard with my, my faith and everything. But I feel, and this is just me, that I can't do the role of preacher because of my lifestyle. You know, being, what is it, gay, bi, uh, yeah, fluid. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, my, my expression is, um, I'll call uh, uh, a Cadillac 
car salesman does not necessarily drive a Cadillac. <laughs> Cassie, that is cool. I love that. <laughs> and I understand so where you're coming from. Where, it doesn't matter where you've been or whatever. Um, uh, it's as long as you're honest. Yes. Uh, you can gain people's trust, and those are the main things that are. I don't know. I shouldn't generalize with society. Oh yeah, today. no, no. I get you, they and know, I appreciate uh, you. Yeah. People ghost people. Uh, just tell them. Just tell them. I either. I don't. Did you see the um, Banshees? That that movie? No, I still got to see that one. Oh, oh, Willie. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta see no, that one. I heard about it. I heard it was. I heard, I heard like mixed it's very reviews. I heard it's very about that. Yeah. It isn't a movie that I would go and see again, and I had no idea what it was about. Uh, but there's a perfect line in it, and it's a, it's It's about two men. Okay. And friends, and the and the friend said, "I don't like you anymore. I just don't like you anymore." And he, and the other friend wants to know why, and he said, "I just don't like you anymore." That's it's as simple as that. <laughs> yes. One wouldn't move on. The one wouldn't move on. But um, you better uh, when you watch it, uh, you better be in the best mood ever because it's not. It's it, it, it's not. Um, it's a very depressing movie. Oh yes, I remember you gave me a little bit of heads up for that. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you giving me that but warning. There's a, there's a lot of messages in it. There's a lot. It's another. Uh, psychological thriller <laughs> oh wow you know how much i love my thrillers <laughs> yeah, all right it's, it's a psychological thriller in that it's um it, it's 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 depressing if you want to say psychology uh yeah. and things that are are jumping out and uh, there's things in there that that you won't expect i'll i'll tell you the worst case worst case scenario Worst case scenario, my uh, sister was in tears. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, today I'm gonna share with you food for thought. This is what I posted on my social media. It's just gonna let everybody sink it in, absorb, and then you take it as it is. Here is what my thoughts were for today. Something that I've learned along the way is that people don't care about what they did to hurt you. They literally do not care, so pay them no mind and cut them off like they don't exist. You know, I'm very proud of myself for coming out with this, Cassie, because I've learned so much throughout this past year and where we're at now, and you'll be shocked. I feel so invigorated and uh, uplifted. I have taken away, I literally have cut off old past relationships ex-relationships and everything I never thought I could I never thought I would be the one to say that you know how people was asked can can exes get along are your boyfriends still you still talk to them the answer actually I can probably say is no I've cut off all relationships to the exes I don't talk to them anymore and you know what I noticed a difference Cassie yeah, Sometimes we have to do that. I call it decluttering. Yes, I... Uh, it's not only decluttering yeah. your house. Mm -hmm. It's decluttering um, uh, your mind. It's decluttering friends, associates. And, you know, there's an old saying. If you have five friends at the end of your life, you're lucky. If you uh, And I, uh, right now, I'm saying if I have three, 
and I've been around a long yes. time. Yes, I hear you. Uh, and there is a and there is a difference. Uh, go to the encyclopedia, go to the um, uh, dictionary, and see the difference between a friend and an acquaintance. We have a lot of acquaintances. They come and go in our life. We're too tolerant. Uh, you're you're empathetic. I know. Uh, I know exactly what you're about, and you're there for the underdog. Uh, but it will eat you up alive. It will eat you up alive. You have to really protect yourself, and it's not—it's not easy. No, there's a lot of seduction going on in more ways uh, <laughs> than yes. in relationship. We're seduced by uh, the the media. We're seduced by the government. Uh, they want something from you. Sometimes you don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, you talked about doctors. Uh, it's coming out now. I mean, big pharma. It's business. The 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 days of you being a patient, you're you're a number now. You're a number. It's it's money, 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 and it's it's horrible how things are unfolding. And that's my opinion. Uh, a lot of people might not. I have uh, I have friends that don't. Oh no, their 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 best friend is their doctor. Ah. I say okay, alrighty. Well, each their own. Each their own. Uh. I, uh, I, I know if uh, my doctors, I got different doctors that will pop up in and out and you'll laugh, Cassie. One of them is like, I wish she was like from Grey's Anatomy because his, his personality is so sweet. He yeah. actually cared about what was worried about for me. He yeah. checked up on me. He updated everything like that. And it was amazing how you can tell. A good doctor from a doctor that just is there just to get paid. Oh, sure. And they're all human. They're all human. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, Cassie, now we're going to hit the daytime. What do you think is going on with Salem? And is there anything that you feel that needs to be changed? Because to me, it feels like we got too many people in Salem that nobody knows what's going on half of the time. Well, there, I mean, I can see where, um, and I only watch days. And yeah, I yeah. Days as uh, the, the change to Peacock. Uh, I see on the feeds that uh, they can't wait for Bo and Hope to come back. So there's kind of, a, again, seduction, a little bit of tweaking. How long are they coming back for? What's the storyline going to be about? Yes. Um, uh, there's a few other actors that... Um, Oh, who's the one that uh, is with Marlena and the ladies now? I I loved him way back when. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> uh, Marlena and um, for John? No, 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 no. Um, he's he's down there with the with the devil, the young the young actor. Oh, Nick Fallon. Nick Fallon. Nick Fallon. Oh my God! You know what? I love him. And you know yes. what? If days can bring back Dee. I don't know. If Dave can bring back dead characters, then bring back Nick Fallon. Have him not be dead. Make him, like, alive or something. I don't know. I love Nick well, Fallon. He, I liked him with Gabby. He was cute. He was cute with Gabby. When he was first on the show, and that's, what, five or six years ago? Yes. Um, I said, oh, geez, I wasn't too keen uh, on him. And then here in uh, St. Pete, we have a daytime show on News Channel 8. And he did an interview. 
And I looked at this interview and I listened to him. I said, oh, my God, this kid is just absolutely fantastic. Yes. And he was so different in, like, in his, in, in day, in his daytime life than he is on the show. And I'm just loving the fact that he's back. He's, he's something else. <laughs> well, Days is getting well, crazy. I'm, I'm getting from it that at least they're bringing back... Um, some other actors, uh, yeah. they're giving them, you know, uh, I'm surprised at all that are leaving, and I'm, I'm disappointed because of uh, the children, that they're just, they're not showcasing the children. I, I, I mean, if it is um, Ron, uh, he needs to, you know, what are they going to be doing down the road? They, they have to have the family um, entity. They have to have, you know, some bond there. Yeah, because... We're already losing, um, hold on, let me see here, hang on everybody, I lost Cassie, hang on, where is it at, oh, <laughs> your laugh, I was trying, you're gonna, and it's okay, the audience needs to know, I was clicking a link, to check on something for us to report oh. and when I clicked it it accidentally hit the phone <laughs> but here's what I was trying to find um, some uh, the latest for the some teasers and updates for us but get ready because even though Stefan has been programmed I'm that poor man he's trying to get his life together and he's programmed to be Stefan but people in Salem are trying to deprogram him. <laughs> Everybody in the neighborhood trying to get him to be someone they want. Um, of course, Stefan and Chloe are going to split. Um, Rex offers to be a baby daddy to Sarah. That's going to be interesting. Jack and Jennifer finally exit. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm done. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm done with Jennifer. I, I just, I don't care no more. And Jack... You can go too. Jack, you can go too. You're too judgmental over everybody. Did you see Jennifer on, um, uh, oh God, Law and Order? Special Victim? Oh, no, no, I missed that. Was it good? Oh, she, yeah, she was uh, quite good. Uh, I, she was much better on there than she's on Days. Oh, I'm sure she was because, you know, she's comfortable. She's playing a role for herself and she doesn't have to play a recast. And the young girl that, um, played Daniel's daughter. Uh, she's on there, too. She's uh, replaced the blonde. Uh, oh, the yeah, Melanie. Yeah, she's really she's really good. It's ramping up. You should watch that. Oh, series. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's see where we're at right now. We are... Today, we are the 22nd. So... Are you still there? I'm trying to make sure I didn't click yeah, the here. link. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Here's what's coming we're up back. for tomorrow. Yeah, the organized crime uh, one with Law and Order Special Victims is really good too. That's that's really ramping up. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. so yeah. oh my God, Daisy's gonna do it again. They're gonna do another baby storyline. I'm so tired of these baby stories. Tell me, Cassie, why is it that for Sweeps Month, why does Daisy always obsess about babies? It doesn't make I any sense I to me. Know. I don't know. They bring the babies on and. Yeah, or they have the women have a miscarriage. It makes no sense to me. Here's a little teaser for what you can expect for tomorrow. Lee's arrest 
warrant. Sloan explodes at Eric and Brady scares Stefan. That should be interesting. Also, Gwen's going to find out that Sarah's pregnant. Would she hide the truth from Xander? That's going to be interesting. Uh, EJ's going to get the revenge for Stefan drugging him. <laughs> oh, okay. The Furious Brother plays dirty to fight back. This is going to be good. Okay. <laughs> uh, where at? Let's see. I'm looking, looking. Let's see. I'm trying to make sure to cover all my bases while we're at it. Hold on. Let's see. Oh! Oh my god, I'm laughing. Okay, here we go. Lee's gonna sign up to be brainwashed. Oh, jeez. He stuns Gabby with a wild way to prove his love. Oh my god. That... Yeah, that nothing proves love than to wanting to get brainwashed. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is going to get robbed of the Titan promotion. The CEO is going to cause a family war with the Kyriakis family. This is going to be interesting. Um, Let's see where we're at now. <laughs> Brady is going to try to arrange Stefan's next deprogramming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Cassie, that poor man. Everybody's turning him into a literal Ken doll. Is this why they brought Stefan back? So they can play Frankenstein? Because that's what it looks like. Megan's <laughs> twisted plan. Marlena's wake-up call. And, um... Let's see, where is... Oh, this is so stupid. I knew she was going to... This is what I tell you, Cassie. I cannot stand Sarah. I always hate her. She's going to do what I knew she would. She's going to get pregnant, and she's going to try to pass Sanders' baby off as Rexus. Well, haven't we done this before? Yes, it's stupid. It's oh. always stupid. Rafe and Jada's giant dating snack. Of course, Rafe, I mean, uh, you know, they need to just let him go. Uh, it's obviously they don't know how to write for him. Oh, this is going to be good, Cassie. A new city rule shuts down blooming love. This is going to be interesting. Oh. So that's what's going on in Salem. Now you tell me, Cassie, what are you enjoying of anything, of any stories that you do get to watch? Oh, what storyline? Yeah, if any. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking past the devil uh, storyline. I mean, they had... Um, Bill, he was the devil. I mean, yeah. he's and how old is he? Ninety-five. I mean, he yeah. he did really good. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, Nick Fallon is back. So I'm trying to look past the storyline. Yeah. And get the acting and what's coming, what what they're gonna do next. So. <laughs> okay. Oh no no that's good that's good I like that. Um. And they're saying how are they gonna bring Kate back because. She's in the urn. I mean, I'm finding that very comical. She's uh, didn't um, Roman. They uh, she was talking to him through right. the urn. <laughs> yes, and then this is another thing. Wasn't Kayla supposed to also been cremated? No, I'm not sure about that. They, I don't know. This whole story makes no sense to me. I don't know why they keep doing this. this. Is ridiculous. I love I love the women of of Days of Our Lives. But, yeah. Ron, quit doing these devil storylines. I don't want... I hope to goodness we do not do with another devil storyline for next year. Because these storyline, these stories that Ron writes, they're like umbrella storylines that just have no ending at all. Yeah. 
I mean, you remember, Cassie, when he did that time, the time loop? Yeah. Where they move forward four years or five years ahead? Yes, yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that? Did you approve of that? Um, did you was, care? It was clever, but it, <laughs> the quality, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good idea, but the outcome, really, the quality wasn't really up to par. I hate that we lost, out of all that nonsense, I hate that we lost Adrian. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my main concern, because yeah. I love Bonnie, but I yeah. do miss Adrian, I admit that. I, I do miss Adrian. Um, yeah. Okay, so you've been watching Days for, like, when did you start watching Days? When? Can you give us a little bit of insight for the, the, the listeners? What got you started on Days, and um, who of the act characters... Who got your attention first? Well, um, I started watching Days, and it goes back to um, <laughs> yeah, having to take care of my <clears throat> my daughter's two dogs. Okay. Now my whole lifetime, my whole lifestyle changed, and I have them. You know, I've got three dogs, and I have them on a routine, and it was, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're feeding and taking them out and whatever I was doing at the time mm -hmm. that I had a, I was in time restraint. So I would be here and I said, well, what am I going to do while I'm catering to the dogs? Yeah. And I just turned on the TV and there was days and I said, oh my goodness, I haven't watched that show for, for years and years. Mm -hmm. And I got hooked. And I really, at the time I liked, uh, JJ, he had just come on the scene. And uh, I said, oh, he's such a really good actor. And that's how I got hooked on, on Days. So I think it was maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to give my age away. But um, when I was watching Days of Our Lives, that was back when Sammy and Lucas were young. And they were like teens causing trouble. Yeah, but I go back, I go back to original Days. I mean, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm going back like a long, long time. Oh, I, yeah. With the storyline and the family and the tradition and, um, oh, I, you know, there's certain storylines in, in, because I was busy, you know, raising kids. And, oh, yeah, uh, I remember, because I, I was, like, working and stuff, too, uh, while growing up and watching uh, Daytime and, and Days of Our Lives. Um, I remember I, like, I the crazy stories, that. like the Salem Stalker story. I remember all of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I used to watch... Uh, my girls I used to watch in the 80s was my girls uh, Y&R um, yeah I'm certainly not as uh, you know we we, we do uh, take or uh, take to radio we've discussed all this, uh, the four soap operas um, <laughs> I'm not as knowledgeable on those other three as yeah. you are because uh, I don't uh, I'm not I don't watch them all I just watch days who, who but, did you uh, like on Young and the Restless you got me curious who were your favorite characters when you watched it uh, um who did I way back when? Uh, of course, uh, Victor. Oh, did you like Victor because he's handsome, or because he's uh, no, he's I in control? Him, I really, I and I saw him and he was in movies before. Uh, oh yes, uh -huh. INR. So I I had seen a couple of movies that he was in, um, and then of course I watched uh, Bold and Beautiful for a while. Okay. Uh, I've watched, I've watched, I never, got, you know, the strange thing is I never got into General Hospital, and, um, what's the other one? 
I, I go back to search for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. I mean, we're talking the 50s. And, and it was only on for 15 minutes. And I used to come home from school and watch it with my mother. Yeah. So guiding Light. Guiding Light. Yeah. I watched those Guiding Light as what turns. I watched them as soon as I got home from school. And uh, then when they changed it, they would change the schedule and it would be in the daytime. So you're going to laugh. I find ways to skip school just so I can watch Reva Shane. <laughs> yeah. um, what was her name on, uh, was it Another World with Rachel? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love Another World because um, Rachel was like Lucinda from As the World Turns. That's right. Now, oh, and, uh, and As the World Turns, oh, I, I love that. I wish Rachel and Lucinda were sisters. They were amazing in each of their yeah. own little cities. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine, Cassie, if we had, if we got Lucinda and Rachel together? I should write the. <laughs> I should write this in a fan fiction. But what if no, Lucinda yeah, and yeah. Rachel went to no, Genoa no, City no. and they got to fight over Victor Newman? That would be interesting. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But I used to watch the uh, soap operas on my like because uh, I was a hairdresser. I uh -huh. worked on set. And I had Monday off. Yeah. And I've said to people before, just imagine, because there weren't, you couldn't tape shows. I could only watch it on Mondays. Right. <laughs> so I had to wait the whole week, you know, to see um, what would happen. And it was the, the couple, he was German. Um, actually, both of them have passed away. And I used to love... Um, who was uh, uh, the arch enemy with Rachel, uh, with the blonde hair? She was beautiful. Oh yeah, and you know what I loved about, and I love, I love another world. I enjoyed Rachel's cool family. Like, she's got so many, what is it, so many kids or stepkids? Yeah, yeah. She had this cute son. I think his name was Matt. Blonde hair, oh. blue eyed, cutie. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that show. That was so cool. Oh, and another one I used to watch was All My Children and um, Loving. No, didn't watch All My Children. That was Susan Lucci. Yes, and One Life to yeah. Live. I I watched One Life to Live as well. Yeah. It's funny how people are drawn to certain soap operas and right? whatever. The, I mean, even even today. I mean, uh, the group on uh, on uh, Take Two Radio, they love General Hospital. Is that still their favorite? Yes, it's still going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's still going exciting. All right, so um, before we let you go, can you share any recipes that you pulled out of your hat for our listeners? Did you come out with uh, the Enikato diets? Yeah, I actually I sent you one. Um, okay. I mean, if I can, uh, I can bring it up. It uh, looks delicious. Oh yes, please uh, share. Yeah, it's uh, cream cheese spinach stuffed chicken, low carb uh, keto. Okay. And um, you uh, you cut the the uh, chicken breast in half, and then you stuff it with um, creamy spinach, parmesan, mozzarella, and cream cheese, and you pan sear it. And it looks really, really good. Oh, I love that. That sounds good. Yeah. You got me. You you got me. Um. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you got me um, drooling because I love <laughs> that kind of food. And the fact that it's low carb or something like you mentioned for Kato, that's even better. I love that. Do you got oh, any uh, more recipes? Uh, it's delicious. Uh, this is the um, uh, the link that I'm following. Okay. And uh, 
the writer said, ever since I attempted the keto diet, I've been on the lookout for no-carb recipes that are filling and packed with protein. Although I'm not strictly following the keto diet, which I think you have to ease into um, any diet. I don't care if it's keto or right, anything. Right, right. Because carbs are all, always seem to... Um, Hold on, everybody. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Oh. Well, we accidentally lost Cassie. Must have been one of those little drop calls. So, this will be a time to take a music break. So, hang on just a sec. Hey Siri, play Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Play Hero by Enrique Iglesias.
Hey Siri, play Nowhere Nowhere Else on Earth by Winona Judd. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. We're out of here. Thank you.